up, everybody? Welcome back to this edition of the Redbird Report. My name is Kate Heather, sports editor here at the Vedette, and as always, I'm joined alongside my great friend Jonathan Barless, also co-sports editor here at the Vedette. Oh God, I love it. I yeah. love it. We, we we love it. We love our job. It's a good time, and it's a, especially yeah. a great time when the Redbirds win. And yeah, Kate, how about that? How about, how about a big that? win against their second a, win of this month? Oh God, <laughs> it's it, it's rough to swallow, but. Nevertheless, they do come out with a win, a big yeah. upset over the number one ranked MVC ranked Drake, sixty-seven to sixty. Yeah, how about that? Two wins this month, and both of them are over the first place team at home. It's it's Some almost it's kind win. of astonishing yeah. to like notice that they haven't won since they took down Loyola, since they shared the top spot in the valley. And yeah. what a crazy month of February for the Redbirds! Obviously, breaking their five-game losing streak against Drake at home last night on Senior Day, and yeah. all the seniors coming through. All of them had double-digit stat lines, all of them scoring above 10. Uh, Keyshawn had 10 mm-hmm. points. Uh, Will Tinsey had 11. Phil Fain had 14. Malik had a t- uh, team-high 21 points. Yeah. A lot of good things so to see from this senior satisfying core. satisfying to see, finally. This is actually the first time all season that all four of those seniors were in double-digit scoring. And, I mean, it's got to be so satisfying to see for, for as a Redbird fan. I mean, for them to see that in the stat line, you know, this is what you, you've you expected all year long. Right. It's for these four guys to gel together and carry your team to a win against a top team like Drake. Especially alongside. Finally got it done. Yes, finally getting it done, gelling together at probably the best possible time. Yeah. We are only, only are two weeks away from Arch Madness. The tournament mm-hmm. starts March 7th. And... Illinois State looking more like a Friday team after this win against the Thursday team. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that pans out. But for right now, if right. the Valley did end today, Illinois State would be playing as the sixth seed against, oh, excuse me, my bad, I'm sorry, against the winner of uh, Drake, probably, number yeah. three ranked Drake right now, against Illinois oh, nice. State. That would be that Friday game if Arch Madness started today or yesterday. Right. It doesn't really matter what. But we're going to have to wait but, and see until yeah, that starts off. But let's talk about to go, let's talk about this game with Drake instead of the possible, you yeah. know, projecting game. Like you said before, the seniors all joined together, having more than double-digit points all together. Finally, something that Dan Muller has been waiting for. And let's let's start, start in the last three minutes. Let's start with a William Tinsley huge three-pointer. Uh, Redbirds were trailing 59-58. Yarborough d- just dished out his fourth assist to, to Tinsley, obviously. Boogie got the ball, let it fly, and it was 61-59, and he said it was the biggest college basketball three he's hit in a very long time, and he felt really good. Yeah. And, you know, it's nice to see that this team has finally, especially in this game, trying to build upon a game like this, is going to be mm-hmm. more better for their confidence down the stretch. And it's nice to see that as well. I mean, you saw it in the yeah. press conference yesterday. Phil Fain was joking around. Keyshawn They're Evans all, was having yeah. a great time. They're all having a great time. Absolutely. And Muller, wanted to see. Muller said there was a lot of happy guys in there, a lot of relieved guys in there. Hopefully that gives our team confidence to win at the end of the game in those kind of situations. And, mm-hmm. you know, Fain kind of alluded to the importance of senior leadership as well, as well as Muller. I mean, Muller said yeah. in the presser, we need our seniors to lead us the rest of the season. Our best chance to win going forward is our senior continuing to lead us. And that's been a problem earlier this season. Yeah, We've talked about it. We've a problem all season, really. I mean, all four of those seniors haven't gelled together. I mean, starting – I mean, how fitting is it for William Tinsley to hit that three? In this such, game in right this now. Game, right here, after the, season's heat, after the season he has had, I mean – He's been benched. He's been sat out for an entire first half several times. He lost his starting job at the very beginning of conference play. He only averages four point six games. Yeah, four point six points per game. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not a lot of 
points for a guy that you thought was going to be a crutch to your offense exactly. at the beginning of this preseason. Exactly. I mean, last year, these four seniors were the top four scorers on the team last year, and you thought only the, these guys would only only get go up, yeah. only from up from Coming there at that point. Senior season and all, but it it didn't it hasn't gone that way. But yesterday we saw, I think, uh, what what the Redbirds have been expecting like all season long, and what I mean. Finally, these guys kind of gelled together. Tinsley hit the big three, and they hit. They actually made their free throws at the end. Yes, secure, they they, they the made game. all their free yeah. throws at the end. Detroit kept following yeah. them to see if they can get the ball back and see if they can get the game back within a two-possession game, trying to at the end. They had it for a little bit. It was 64-60 to 60 for a little mm-hmm. while. They kept following them, kept following them. Um, Phil, Copeland. Copeland only had two points last night, and they were those two, yep. two, those two, th- two free, free throws, throws to put it out of reach for them. And yeah. There was a two-possession game right there, and the birds just held on. They... Ended up going up seven, and that was it. I mean, you know, Malik had a great game. He had a team-high 20, 21 points. Uh, he held the ball a lot. He did have a lot of turnovers as well, but regardless, I mean, points kind of outweigh those turnovers yeah. essentially in a seven-point game like this. A lot of more implication going towards tournament play as Drake seems fitting to be the team that the Birds do take down at this point in time. And, you know, like we said before, if they do end up playing Drake again in the conference, an uh, Arch Madness, rather, um, it's going to kind of be a toss-up, and we're still kind of – uh, not questioning, but rather figuring out the team ISU is going to be heading into the tournament. Now, these next two games that they do have against Missouri State, essentially this Wednesday, it's going to be a pivotal, and Southern Illinois next Saturday as well, mm-hmm. it's going to be a pivotal point for them to, if they win those games, they go 10-8, and eight, heading into conference play, or heading into a tournament play, rather. I think they have a good shot of taking at least one of those games. At least one, you win one of those games in the tournament, uh-huh. and anything happens from there. Yeah, and and Dan Muller said it best at the, at the end of the press or towards the end of the press conference yesterday that he said, "You don't just go into St. Louis and start playing well. Right, you got to start playing well going into there. Because I mean, if you're not playing well into heading down there, <laughs> things are probably things not are not very well. Absolutely. And I just saw this stat actually, uh, like a few minutes ago. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I Illinois love- State has won its. 12 out of its last 13 games against Drake. They did, yeah, you're right. They, they <laughs> have. They, they won yeah, earlier yeah, this season. They won they, last night. They I mean, swept them this year. Um, I can't remember if they swept them last year, but 12 out of their last 13, that's, that's, still, that's amazing. That's a great <laughs> track record if we do meet them in the tournament. I, I did not know that. But, yeah. I mean, the Redbirds are still, what are they, 14-1 and one heading into halftime or leading at half, winning yeah. the games yeah, leading, winning at halftime. leading at halftime. That's, that's a very nice stat to hold on to as well if they can just – it seems as though they get have that lead at half. They just have all the confidence in the world coming back yeah. out. And they did yeah. struggle and a little bit in, yeah, in the beginning uh, of the honestly, second half. Yesterday I thought that stat was going to go to 13-2 and because Drake came back out in the second half and came tied it up strong. a they lot. tied it up, and it was very, very back and forth the entire second half. It, there, was, there was a lot of ties and lead changes. I'm not sure how many exactly but well it was was lead changes for drake two isu lead changes three kept the lead at the end of it uh drake tied it up at least four different times isu held that lead for a little bit i i have here they were they were up um isu had a 12 point lead with over two minutes remaining in the second half and uh or no sorry uh cut isu's 12 point lead down with over two minutes remaining Mm -hmm. and they just kept coming back they kept clawing they kept chipping away and they they made this a game they made this a ball game and at probably the most suspenseful of times and you know like we said before you know tinsley hits that three it's a completely different process and then you just try and work that back but it seemed as though like nick mcglynn for drake mm-hmm. as well um tramel murphy, murphy yeah absolutely he had a shots. great game yesterday yeah. he hit his shots he was he was very 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 good mm-hmm. especially from three 
and it was 46 to 46, 44 to 44, 40 to 40, 38 to 38. It seemed as though every time they scored, they found a way. The other team scores. One team turns it over. The other team will turn it over. It it was it. Each team mimicked each each other. I think pretty well in that game, especially down the stretch. Absolutely. It was it was very typical Missouri Valley. Very, as, as we our, our good friend Nick Schultz over at Loyola, he actually uh, he said something to me the other weekend, and he's like, you know, man, it's the Valley. Just the Valley runs deep, and just anything happens, happens. I'm like, Nick, you're 100% right. I think I couldn't have said it any better than yourself. But let's look yeah. forward to Wednesday's game against Missouri State. Uh, Cade yeah. coming off a big win against Drake like that, taking down their second number one NBC-ranked team on the year. What do you mm. think the key is for ISU to keep this streak, possibly winning streak heading into the tournament, Building upon that, what do you think that key yeah. for them is going in against Missouri State another at home? Fir- another first-place team coming into Redbird Arena this Wednesday. It's a, now, now that it's a three-way tie at, at atop the standings with Missouri State, Drake, and Loyola, you know, I think it's just all about that confidence, you know, keeping this confidence rolling because last time they can't they can't get too high on this right. one because the last time we saw ISU beat the top team at home when they beat Loyola, That's right. they went five-game losing streak. So, you know, they just got to – Lay low, keep the confidence going, and you know apply it to practices because I mean, that's kind of you know. Do you think the fact they have, that they got a little overzealous after Loyola put them on this losing streak, this rut that they couldn't get out of? Do you think that this Drake game could mimic that sort of same energy, or do you think they find a way to get out of that think, and stay on this road? You know, I think this one could be different because they, they already went through that. You know, the, I don't know. I mean, I. First things first, they need to get off to a, a good start against Missouri State because right. that game against Valpo after the Loyola win, they Oof. they started off what, what was it like seventeen nothing? Yeah, it was no, it wasn't even. It was, it was no, it was seventeen it was, to two. Yeah. seventeen to two. It was twenty one to four after over, five minutes. It was over in the first five minutes, and <laughs> the Redbirds cannot let that happen Wednesday night. Absolutely, they need to keep it close up until halftime. Just. Don't get too don't get too confident, but keep the confidence rolling. Right, through, absolutely, through, I do agree with that as well. These last two games, especially with that Drake game yesterday night, and you know them not winning since Loyola, and the fact of the matter is that they could take down three first place teams in a season, and that's that's yeah. that's kind of an interesting feat to accomplish. Yeah, right. But judging from that Loyola game, judging from Drake, judging from the last time they played Missouri State, and from Valpo after the Loyola <laughs> game as well, right. there just seems to be some sort of undefined factor that the team has yet to either mm-hmm. figure out or seemingly has figured out and the outcome yeah. is just not there it's they've had a hard time handling success as as Mueller there has you said. go I mean, that's it's the best way to put it they've, Dan they've, handled, not they've ours. handled adversity well but handling success they haven't done good at all you know that's going to be the story it, for this game yeah. handling success we'll see, question mark yeah, maybe I mean, I mean we'll see I mean every time you feel like this team is turning the corner, you know, making that turn in the season. They come back and, you know, like the b- loss at Bradley, the loss, yeah, you know, that was Valpo, that was a Missouri rough State. You know, there's too many of those big losses that have just kind of deflated their their confidence. I think. I think they do avoid this big loss. I think but, they do avoid it coming yeah. back at home. Their home record outstands mm-hmm. more than their away record. They do they do play a lot better at home. It seems like I mean ISU does average the most Valley fans for every for all ten MVC teams. I think it's like fifty four hundred fans per game on average. And you know the crowd's pretty loud in Redbird Arena. And yeah, maybe that home that home court advantage kind of gives them a little bit more. And it is the last I, home game of the season, right? I think. 
I think you're right. I, I think, think they do come out with this one. I think it's going to be another close game since Missouri State has been playing so well, and especially yeah. in their last five, six games this, this past month, they've they've basically come out of the woodwork. They were in the middle of the table, yeah, the latter half of the table, and now they're down there and they're up there with Loyola and Drake, yeah. and Drake's been playing outstanding these last ten games. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they have still tout the highest record in the overall record in the valley they are 21 and 8 they still are the front mm-hmm. runners and you know a loss to Illinois State could them put them on the downside since you know ISU has been struggling and now they sit sixth in the table right. at eight and eight very average very very meager but as we were saying I think ISU is going to pull this one out I think they have everything that they need now mindset wise yeah. confidence wise and going into practice these next two days I mm-hmm. feel like Moore is really going to drill it in just to go out there and have fun because they look yeah. like they had fun yesterday that was the first time they I've did. seen them yeah. play all together and they, yeah. they all looked like they had fun Matt Hine and Josh Jefferson were, was back uh, Jefferson did not yeah. play Hine got re-injured whether or not Hine or Jefferson gets any playing time on Wednesday night obviously Jefferson was warming up he was fully dressed and everything Sure, didn't play at all not sure what his timetable is on that. Matt Hine, like we said, re-injured during the game, played, and he got a decent amount of minutes. Re-injured his hand. We'll see how that how that goes. He I wanted to it, play. Like, he did. Yeah, Muller did say he's so, like, I want to go back in, and Muller's yeah. like, uh, I don't know yeah. about that one. <laughs> yeah, but he, he looked like he was in a lot of pain. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not he does get any playing time Wednesday night. But they'll need him, I think. They'll need someone else off that bench, whether it's Jefferson or Hine. They need someone else to come off the bench and get some minutes. Right. And I think that's very important moving forward as well. Like we've been saying yeah. this all year, that their depth has caused them most of their problems, especially. Yeah. And if they can get at least one of these guys back in the rotation before Arch Madness, maybe Jefferson at this point. I don't know how right. far along he is with mm-hmm. his injury. Uh, I know he did He did have a collarbone injury a, a couple months ago. or yeah. At that Bradley game, we figured yeah. it out. And then, you know, Matt Hine goes back down. We don't know his timetable yet. We have nothing to confirm for that as well. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of comes down to who's going to be that, you know, that that eight or ninth guy that can come back in, that ninth yeah, guy, actually, the ninth rather. Ninth guy right now. They've had eight guys for, I don't know. For so yeah. long, and just it's it's, it's hurt them. It's hurt them down the stretch, but they, they've been pushing through. They've been through some hard times. And, you know, let's just see if they can do it against Missouri State on Wednesday. But Missouri State does tout three very, very good scorers in DeSilvia, Tulio, Keandre Cook, and Jared Dixon. They're big three. They mm-hmm. all... Excuse me. They all average more than 12 points a game, hitting around 13-ish. Uh, DeSilvia Tulo, obviously a frontrunner for MC Newcomer of the Year. He does average 14.7 per game. And Missouri State team, they can score some buckets. They can go out there and they will put up a number on you. And, you know, they're second in offense uh, this season. They average 70 points per game, scoring 2,029 in total. And ISU, fifth in there. They score just over 2,000 with 2,002, and they average about 69 per. So it's going to be a close game offensively. It's just going to come yeah. down to that defense once again. Uh, sophomore Matt yeah. Chastain looked very good yesterday in Drake, mm-hmm. at Drake Well. And, you know, Drake leads the Valley in scoring. They score 76 per game, and, you know, they're 28 or 21 and 8 because of it. And, you know, if they yeah. lock down. Missouri State like they did Drake on yesterday, then I think they got a good shot of putting yeah. it up offensively as well. It'll come down to that defense, I think. I mean, it, which which it honestly has, a, I feel like, all season long with this Redbird team. I mean, the offense has, for the most part, been there. Yeah. But it's, it's always come down to whether they, they can actually lock down on defense. And it, it's probably going to come down to that. And Missouri State, actually... ISU and Missouri State are right right next to each other in, in defense allowing points per game allowed, but Missouri State does allow or is last in field goal percentage defense. Right. They allow other teams to shoot forty five percent from the field. Whereas ISU is right with them at forty four percent. So 
is, it's going to be very evenly matched, I think, just it, like the first one was. It was a one-point game, right. and it came down to that half-court that half court buzzer beater. As, as we've experienced and too many of those this season, I, I really would yeah. love not to see another one. I mean, <laughs> Mueller, Mueller kind of joked about it in the press conference yesterday. Right. They asked about he's a set strategy <laughs> following them in the last three minutes. He's like, well, I don't want to lose again on another half court buzzer beater. Yeah. And as everyone <laughs> laughed, we all just kind of looked at each other and we're like, well, he's not wrong. He's really not wrong when it comes yeah. down to it because it, it's tough to experience those kind of losses. Can't, can't do anything about that. Nevertheless, the Birds do play Missouri State Wednesday at 6 p.m. at Redburn Arena. Cade, as we kind of went over our final predictions mm-hmm. with this game and their final keys to get that final push towards Arch Madness, yeah. and if they do stay sixth and they play Friday and they play Drake that Friday, do you think how important is this game going into the Southern Illinois game next week? Well, this is a very – I mean, this is this is the most important game of the season right now because, I mean, it's – I mean. There's only two games left. It's the last home game. Everything, everything is on the table for them right now. I mean, they, they kind of control their own destiny right here with these last two games because Missouri State, I mean, the entire conference is kind of jumbled. Right. As, we, as, as we've seen, State, everyone's yeah. just so close now from Valparaiso Each, to Drake two from bottom games, to top. These two last games are the most important of the season. I mean, beating Missouri State would be obviously huge. Another and, number one I mean, team going down Just carrying down that like momentum that. into Southern, I mean – yeah, I don't know. It, it it's a hot huge. mess. Yeah. It really it's, is. It, it really, it is, really a is a hot mess. mess. It, literally anything can happen here in the last two games w- with any team beating anyone. I mean, we just saw Southern beat Loyola yesterday. You know, I mean, Southern Illinois hasn't had that great of a year. And probably wouldn't have expected them to beat Loyola, but yeah, we, they, we have yeah. the same record as they. they and, and we have the same record as them right now. Eight and eight, and fifteen, and fourteen overall, both yeah. close together. I mean, just literally I a think, slot away from the Valley standings right now. Whether whether ISU wins Wednesday night or not, I mean, I think their their seating is pro- most likely going to come down to that Saturday game at Southern Illinois. So, I think so as well. It's, yeah, it's going to be very important games here, and I think Wednesday night's going to be a very close one at home with that crowd. I think the crowd. I think there's going to be hopefully the crowd will be out there today. Hopefully there will be a lot more people there than Sunday. Having to be the Sunday last home Sunday game. at one is a little was a decent. Yeah, decent it, it was a good crowd, good yeah. home crowd, good yeah, good population there in RBA. But we're gonna have to wait Not and many see. Students as usual. Sunday, <laughs> the students, you know. Wednesday, well, I think. We'll I see think a bit this, more. As I hope so. as it's the last home game. I think maybe more students will make an effort to come out and cheer on the Redbirds. And I think ISU pulls away a close victory Wednesday night. I think they do too, but how many times have we said that in the but, past? And we've and, been proven and, and, wrong yeah. by half court buzzer beaters. Until and then. Blowouts and whatever, but, you know, we don't know. The season continues as the Redbird destiny looks to be written these next two games. Wednesday at Redbird Arena, 6 p.m. against Missouri State starts that journey towards next week at Arch Madness in St. Louis. Cade, this is all we have for us today. Me and Cade will be at the game tomorrow live reporting, so be sure to follow us on Twitter at Vedette Sports and keep up with everything on the latest Illinois State sports at VedetteOnline.com. This has been the Redbird Report. We're John and Cade signing off. Until next Monday, guys. Stay out, everyone.